When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Back on the grid, Mike, Dane, and Ariel, hour number three. Excited to have you here. Thanks for watching our draft coverage or updating you live on sportsgrid.com and all the streaming on all the major platforms. Uh, please follow us on our YouTube channel uh, at SportsGrid. So we're bringing in George Kurtz to start hour number three uh, because the Rams have made their selection, I believe. Uh, no, the, st- yeah, the pick is in. I don't know if we have it officially yet, George, if you have it. Uh, feel free to uh, send it our way. But um, what do you think? Where do you think the Rams are going here? They made a pick earlier this round. What do you, what do you think uh, their next move is? I don't have it, so I'm waiting here. Okay. But uh, when they picked at 20, I had well, I had four players written down for them. Uh, running back, I had J.K. Dobbins. They went with Cam Akers. I'm fine with that. Good move by them. Maybe they want to replace Brandon Cooks. All right, Denzel Mims was there, still is there at a Baylor. But I think what they're going to go here – Offensive line. There are two linemen that have fallen here. Josh Jones out of Houston, Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. I think they go one of these two offensive linemen. I think this draft has actually fell very nicely for the Rams. Hey, George, you mentioned that offensive line could still be the place here. What do you think about the defensive side of the ball? You know, I put some of their needs still at a lot of different layers of the defense. They've they've made some moves there, but if they went defense and, you know, didn't have the surprise of these two tackles still being there, could you, which level of the defense do you think is the biggest priority for the Rams right now? Well, we know it's not going to be interior defensive line, right? They're not going to go <laughs> there. you got Aaron Thompson. <laughs> You're fine there. Uh, everybody needs a pass rusher, so I don't I don't blame anybody for going to grab a pass rusher. I'm fine with that. But one player I could see them going for, Jeremy Chin, safety out of Southern Illinois. I think that's uh, an area of need as well. So one thing, I think Chin would be sort of the off-the-board play for me, but he's a guy I could see them going for as well. 
Kurtz, with the Rams taking acres for their running back position, there are some other needs too. However, I look at defense because the Rams were at minus 124 to draft a defensive player with their first pick. And then you see 50 sacks by the Rams defense last season, which was the fourth most in the NFL. What on the defensive side of the ball can the Rams be looking to? Well, the Rams are already, they're a little top-heavy there, right? I mean, you got uh, Aaron Donald. We know when you got Aaron Donald, he's going to require two, three defensive linemen to stop him. They may not feel they need another great lineman there because everybody else will be one-on-one. You should beat your one-on-one battles with Aaron Donald getting so much pressure there. Jalen Ramsey's member, they... They haven't signed him yet. He's going to require another big contract. So I wonder if cornerback is where they're going to have to go later on in this draft. Once again, to get some lesser talent there. We just saw they took Jefferson, the wide receiver. I would have taken Mims, but I don't blame them for this pick. This is the replacement for Brandon Cooks. So 6'2", 200, University of Florida, yet another SEC player, Van Jefferson. Denzel Mims is falling for whatever reason. We thought, I mean, during the draft process, he was flying up draft boards. And when the rubber meets the road here... Uh, He's fallen down draft boards. But, George, you kind of nailed it. It's a replacement for Brandon Cooks. This is probably the most top-heavy team in the entire league. They have big inflated contracts. That's not even including what Jalen Ramsey is potentially going to be signed for. And they don't have a lot of depth. So they really do need rookies to be impact right away. And two offensive players right up front tells you that they need these guys to be good right away. They're not going to be sitting around. But that's a difficult proposition considering where we are in the world the lack of training camps lack of OTAs whatever might befall them as we head towards the beginning of the football season which we hope happens on time absolutely listen I'm a little surprised I don't blame them but you receiver was an area of need Josh Reynolds is an okay guy for Brandon Cooks I mean He's not great, but he's an okay guy. So I'm surprised they went with Van Jefferson here. I would have taken the tackles. If Listen, if you're worried about, uh, you know, Goff, you just restructured his, con- uh, his contract, you're a little worried about him, he played so-so last year, get him some protection where he's not looking over his shoulder or not that he's going to get hit and throwing up his back foot over and over again. I don't mind the pick, but it's not where I would have gone. I would have taken one of the fallen offensive linemen. Yeah, Kurtz, I'm with you. You know, they were talking up Reynolds after the Cooks deal. And one of the things we've been saying, Blue, you and I have been talking about it for years, the idea that they've allocated so much to that position. The walls have already closed in. That's why they moved Cooks in the first place. And now they allocate a second-round pick to, again, that wide receiver position. Kurtz, what do you think uh, this says to the rest of the offense there in Los Angeles? Yeah, Minnesota just takes Ezra Cleveland, one of the guys I wanted the Rams to take. Good move by uh, the Vikings there. Uh, I think it says here they're, they're sort of doing what the Cowboys are doing. We're going to go score points. We're going to try and outscore our opponents. We're going to have three great wide receivers. Or maybe they got jealous that Dallas now has a better trio than them. So they go yeah, after this. Same thing, you know, continuing to add offense to what could be already stacked positions, double dipping at the skill positions here. Our, our team's copying the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have an average defense. We'll, we're going to win 40, 31 games here. We're going to try and outscore you, force you into pressure. We're going to press you by putting points on the board. Uh, problem is no one has Patrick Mahomes at, a, at quarterback, which is not the same as the Chiefs. So I think it's where NFL is a copycat league. We all say that. I think teams are trying to copycat the Chiefs. We want an average defense with a great player here or there. Got Donald, got Ramsey, and then we want to put a lot of points on the board. Yeah, I mean, they they lost Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton, Nikel Roby Coleman, uh, and Greg Zerline, your Cowboys signed two kickers this offseason. Good stuff. Uh, they got they re-signed Michael Brockers after the Ravens deals Ravens deal fell apart. And in a weird way, that's their best acquisition. 
re-signing a player that they thought was lost. They signed Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal trying to recreate the Dante Fowler deal, uh, Ashawn Robinson two years, and they re-signed uh, on, uh, Andrew Whitworth. He's 39 years old, and they signed him to a three-year deal. Obviously, it's a one-year deal as you go, but I'm with George. I, I would have gone uh, offensive line here. It's been an issue since they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't quite get it, but George, we're going to talk to you a little bit later uh, uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll bring you back a little bit later to talk more NFC West. We got these two's uh, favorite teams coming up, so they're going to be uh, <laughs> celebrating. Dane hopefully Ooh. celebrating a wide receiver. Denzel Mims, his his guy's still here. We'll talk to you a little bit later, George. All right, good luck. So you find George on Twitter at George Kurtz. Uh, he hosts football full circle with me and, and many other shows as well. So let's talk for a minute about Ezra Cleveland. He was one of the best players available as we headed into tonight, Ariel, and yet he plummets all the way down the board. But I have to give credit to the team that took him. From the players that they've selected so far, I'm giving the Vikings a high grade. I like all the additions that they've made at receiver. Their offensive line has consistently been an issue, but they have slowly tried to fix it. Uh, I don't know if it's totally fixed, but Ezra Cleveland may go uh, a little bit more of a way towards doing that. Yeah, and remember that the Vikings cut their right guard, Josh Klein. So they did need at least one new starter on their offensive line. I think that Minnesota is finding really good value with these players. Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, cornerback Jeff Gladney, then Ezra Cleveland at offensive line. And Jeff Gladney and Ezra Cleveland, two of those players that were kind of on the fringe in the odds between yes or no to that first round pick. Now you're seeing Minnesota taking Cleveland here. I think it's a good good move by Minnesota. Uh, so, all right, I think I'm seeing here, yeah, the Jets and then the Ravens. So the Jets, Dane, they yep. did all this movement, uh, and they still got your guy. Uh, so, um, how much I, do you like Mims? I mean, this is it. <laughs> this is your guy. Is that did that happen? I still haven't gotten it. No, I haven't gotten it, but no, no. I'm just wondering I'm how much you would the like him if he did go to the Jets. Jets. So this is the thing, and, and Blue, we've been having this conversation all the way since number 11 last mm-hmm. night, right? Yeah. The idea of will they have the calculated risk? Could they kick the can down the road? To be quite honest, this Van Jefferson pick that happened before Denzel uh, Mims Rising to me. gives me a little cause for pause, right? There is a reason that Mims is falling. We all know it. He's the last one kind of left. And so the Jets, I think, are in position to take him. If they do pull it off and Mims is the guy that they kind of liked all along, then they were able to, you know, kick the can down the road and still get their guy. The question is, will he still be their guy? And why is the fall for Denzel Mims? This is a wide receiver that some people thought was a first-round talent. Now, if you tell me the Jets can trade back and still get him in the second round, I'm going to feel great about it. But I really wonder why he is falling. Well, Dane, I want to ask you, too, about Brashad Perriman, who is the the fast receiver. Then you have Jamison Crowder in the slot. Where is Mims falling into this receiving core? He would be on the outside. Remember, I'm talking about the XYZ affair, right? And Brashad mm-hmm. Perriman would be that take the top off the, off the defense, that deep threat. Crowder is the slot guy, and Mims would fit into that other role, being the other guy on the outside. Remember, I liked Mims, and he's not as big as Higgins or as Claypool, but he's certainly not not the more shifty type a la, say, Chenault or what we saw at a KJ Hamler. He's more like the outside receiver. And so if Mims is the pick, that means they were able to get another trade uh, draft asset 
Blewett, you were talking about it, not a ton of picks. They would now have three picks in the third round that we're going to cover later on tonight yeah. and still get a wide receiver that they could presumably start on day one to help out Sam. And honestly, if they like Mims and they end up getting him here, then that's it's an A-plus for Joe Douglas because he got a pick, got his guy. And I will note that somebody that slid in the draft last year after thinking he had first round pedigree was DK Metcalf. There you go. And he had a, a, a huge year for the Seahawks. Um, people thought he didn't have a lot of production, that he just looked good uh, because he's in, in this in crazy shape and he's a specimen, <laughs> but he ended up producing uh, in a big way, including in the playoffs. So uh, if it's their guy, I can't really say one way or the other that uh, this uh, is a negative for him. Juju Smith-Schuster was a second-round pick. We've gone over this a number right. of times. Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, DK Metcalf, the list goes on of all these guys that are productive second-round picks. Absolutely. He has the length. He is that kind of contested catch kind of guy. You know, the one thing that's an unknown for me is receivers out of the Big 12 and that kind of spread Baylor offense. I don't know when I see this guy's stat you know, if they necessarily translate, I think the skill set translate, he needs to get a little bit more refined as a route runner, but that's something that can develop over time. The size, speed, ability to go up and fight for him that for balls. That is something I like out of Denzel Mims. If he is in fact a pick and it sounds like, it sounds like, you know, he is, I'm going to be very excited because then Joe Douglas got me the offensive lineman in round one out of the studs, manipulated the draft to move on back and still got one of these wide receivers that were in the top tier. Hey, this is your sweet spot uh, as we bring Gabe Morenci back in at Sports Rage, uh, host of Game Time Decisions and In Game Live. Your sweet spot is when the bullets are flying, when the games are going on, you're making the right calls. The draft is ongoing. You call Denzel Mims, and it looks like it's going to be Denzel Mims. Well, you know, a broken clock is right uh, twice a day, uh, Blue, and we appreciate uh, that. Uh, you know, you're right. Uh, we're, we're kicking it in the uh, in a Sports Grid chat. Uh, with everybody during this uh, draft at uh, about 15 minutes ago, I said, you know what? Mims would be a nice fit uh, for the New York Jets. You look at the New York Jets, and I don't need to tell uh, Jet fans this, but the offense is anemic. Yeah. And you need, you know, Sam Darnold, if you're going to take this kid, you're going to make him, you know, you want him to be the king of New York. Well, you better give him some, um, some minions to work with, so to speak. They have Lev Bell. They have to figure out a way to get on the same page, and you wonder if that's ever going to happen. Uh, but now they have somebody that's able to stretch the field. This kid's fast. We're talking 4-3-8 speed. I like the fact that the kid's going to have a chip on his shoulder uh, as well. You know, he wasn't expected to fall this far. You know, it, it's amazing because his hype was he was going to be a, a late first-round pick. And I thought that was kind of crazy. I didn't cash a ticket uh, with him. I wish I did in hindsight. But love this pick by the New York Jets. He only threw for 215 yards a game uh, last year, guys. You know, that was a problem. I was thinking Komet would have been a perfect fit. Get a nice – I know they, they think they have tight ends, but Komet would have been a next level uh, for them. They needed to address the offensive side of the football, um, as Dane alluded to. They, you know, they, they, get, um, they get a good football player in Becton. They get a monster of a man, a six foot seven man to protect Sam Darnold. If you give Darnold time, number one, and then number two, people to throw the football to, um, then I think he can be successful – I like this pick a lot uh, by the New York football jets. 
Okay, so it is official. Denzel Mims from Baylor goes to the Jets. They take their top new ne two needs out at offensive line and wide receiver. Those two picks plus add a pick. Gabe, uh, right back to you with a different topic. So kudos to you on nailing the Denzel Mims pick. But right back to you. New England trades up with Baltimore here and gets this next pick. Who do you expect here? Uh, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots are a team that clearly needs to address uh, offense. Uh, you know, they came, they thought outside the box. Uh, with their earlier pick uh, this evening. Uh, but, you know, th this is what fascinates me about the New England Patriots. So we're going to find out what kind of direction are they going in. I got to believe, look, they have running backs, uh, right? And they're not going to leave Jared Stidham to dry here. We'll see if they take a quarterback a little bit later on. I don't expect it to be a quarterback uh, right now. Uh, but getting the Patriots is one of the toughest assignments out of any team, all right? It's tough <laughs> It's tough to know uh, what they're going to do. And anybody that's on Twitter right now, I think Bill Belichick's dog is making the selections. <laughs> Don't say he doesn't have a sense of humor. Zach Bond is a, a linebacker out of Wisconsin that is still on the board. Remember, they have lost a lot at the linebacker level. Even with their first pick, they went yep. safe. You know, Bond was looked at to be a fringe first-round pick. You know, um, he is still there. The kind of player Bill Belichick might like in that defensive scheme. No, you're exactly right. Um, I'm surprised that he's still there. We're talking about a, a guy uh, that was a quarterback, actually, in high school. I mean, you know, one of these is sort of another freak athlete, multi-positional uh, type of football players. I'm surprised he's still on the board. Um, but let's just be real. He's going to pick somebody from like Northern Iowa, Prairie View, A&M, Christian uh, Tech. Uh, not only is he going to pick a player, we never he's going to be from a school. We've never heard. We're going to be like, right. and from DeVry University, uh, defensive tackle, Bill Jones. He's going to be I, like, I, oh, I, entry, where, where, where's, I don't see him in my, my scouting report anywhere. A guy that I'm surprised, guys, it's fallen as well. And it wouldn't surprise me with the Patriots is Fulton, the defensive back out of LSU. Uh, you look at the Patriots, they could use some help in the defensive uh, backfield. I'm surprised this kid's still on the board uh, right now that he's fallen this far. There must be something that they know that we don't. Josh Uchi is the pick for oh, the Patriots. Michigan guy, game. Yeah, so. you know what? I, I, ah, I should have went with him before. Listen, we've seen in the past. Hey, hey, we've seen in the past, guys. Uh, some Michigan players have been successful. Uh, for Bill Belichick yeah. in the past. Chase yep. Winovich they drafted last season. Exactly. Not just Tom Brady, though, uh, Ariel Dane and Mike, but good call with Vinovich. You're saying all the criticism of Harbaugh, I know he doesn't win. Uh, look, Har uh, it's funny. Bill Belichick seems to like his players, doesn't he, Mike? What yeah. are you getting from you're getting a guy from Michigan? You're getting a kid that's not going to get in trouble because Harbaugh will kick your ass off the football team. Yep. Uh, number one, you're getting a kid that you know has been extremely well coached uh, at uh, Michigan. Never mind it, they can't beat Ohio State. <laughs> uh, you're still getting a, a player that's extremely well coached. I like this pick. Very good football player. Kid steps up in big games, too. You know, big sacks uh, late against Northwestern to preserve a Michigan uh, victory. Gets after it. Athletic. Like the pick a lot. That's two, Mich thing, two Michigan defensive ends. And when you talk about this guy, you know, he does get after it with his athleticism. If anything, he needs more polish to his pass rushing game. People were saying with him, he needs to go into a place where he can be coached up. Sounds like New England, a great fit to be able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, he's one of these kids. His motor doesn't give up. Like, you know, he's one of these guys. The New England player. Yeah, yeah, like, all right, he missed the quarterback on the sack, and then he makes the play eight yards down the field, Dane. He's one of these kids. Yeah, like, he he takes pride. You know, and so a lot like Vinovich. He takes, they take pride in what they do. They're going to handle their assignments, and they're going to get the job done. 
And that's why the Patriots uh, pick him. Nice pick. Yeah, good, good pick there. And, and Ariel mentioned Derek Rivers' uh, draft pick from a few years ago out of uh, Youngstown State. Not been as productive as they wanted. So you can see they're refilling the coffers at yep. uh, defensive end with two Michigan players two years in a row. So uh, hey, pretty what does interesting it tell stuff you there. About it. Oh, they don't have Tom Brady. Oh, they don't have Gronkowski. Yeah. No offense yet. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. They're like, you know what? We're playing. I'm telling you. Headed uh, a break. We're going to come back players. right after this on the grid, on the Sports Grid Draft Special. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. He was one of the best players available on the board going into tonight. He's the 26th pick in this second round, Cam. So, Vikes, uh, as you were saying during the break, have done a really nice job adding talent here. I do. And the thing about the Vikings draft is it's not going to blow you away, but it's been very solid. Jefferson in the first round, that's good. Gladney's a very, very solid player. And and Ezra Cleveland, maybe a a little bit of a a knock because he played at Boise State in a weaker conference, but he's still a dominant player there. So I think Minnesota so far, they're great. They've done pretty good work. Uh, We'll see. I got Green Bay coming up at 62. And after that Jordan Love pick, they're going to have to blow people away or else it's going to be boo, Packer Nation, bad cheese. 
I don't know what's going on here. There's a lot of negative press in Green Bay right now. My buddy Fast Talk and Mike, he's a Packer fan. He's like losing his mind about Jordan Love. He's pissed. But I'll tell you, Ariel, your Ravens, ah, ah, that's the team right now. I can't <laughs> believe you got J.K. Dobbins. I love him. I don't know what is going on, but I really like what the Ravens are doing in this draft too, man. I'm God, really that keeping good. my professionalism in check, especially it's tough when you live in a house where your dad and your brother are screaming, jumping up and down after every Ravens pick, and they're ahead of me downstairs. So I'm always like, ooh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Don't don't worry about the professionalism. You guys stay professional. I'll just uh, I'll I'll take it from there. I hope Greg, you enjoyed that uh, frosty brew. It looked very very delicious, like it had some orange peel in it. But uh, who do we got here for uh, Tennessee? I'm gonna ask you up on Green Bay, right? Obviously, they were they were the team that made the big move yesterday, drafting Jordan Love as the heir apparent to uh, Aaron Rodgers. You talk about maybe still wanting to go wide receiver or getting a playmaker. We've seen like 13 wide receivers off the board at this point. If they wanted to add a new toy for this offense, where might they go? Who's still left at the wide receiver position? Because there's been a ton. Even your boy Claypool's gone. My Mims is now a Jet. Where yeah. could they still go? I don't know where they can go. Like for, for before, uh, you know, I was talking about Hamler might be available. Chano's gone. Everybody's done. I would not go wide receiver because I think the drop-offs there. They what about Josh Jones on the offensive line? Cleveland just went. They got they got they got to protect Rodgers. And I got to tell you something. People might knock Aaron Rodgers, but look what they've done to this guy. Right? You go you go and pick Jordan Love in the first round. Give him some weapons to work with. Me and Gabe talk about it. That's why he's got a bad attitude. It's like they don't even talk to him about the things that they're going to do. It's like he's treated like a second-class citizen. Dude, I get his play has regressed over the last couple of years, but, man, help this guy out. Give him some protection was, and some weapons. I was listening to Chris Long earlier today talk about that. If there's one guy in the entire building that the coach and general manager have to be honest with, it's the quarterback. You have to let him know, yes. hey, you're the quarterback of the future. Here's what we're doing for you. And to trade up to take Jordan Love says more than anything to me. Forget that they picked Jordan Love. They traded up to get him, to ensure that they got him, meaning that's our plan for the future, and we weren't going to tell you about it. So I'm with you. They lost Brian Balaga, a longtime tackle. He got signed for big money uh, with the Chargers, and they signed Rick Wagner to replace him who is a 32-year-old <laughs> tackle at a fifth of the price that Balaga is. So I get you have to save money on occasion, but I can guarantee that Aaron Rodgers' longtime friend, Brian Balaga, uh, leaving, it was a little bit of salt. Uh, this is more salt in the already open wound. So uh, one pick to update everybody on, Christian Fulton, the cornerback mm -hmm. from LSU, uh, goes to the Tennessee Titans. Um, Titans are a really good team. Obviously, they had a great season last year as things got late. The only thing that's ever surprised me, and Dane knows this really well over the last few seasons, is that they haven't been able to rip off as many wins as possible. They sort of made the playoffs because the Steelers faltered. Now, they showed up against the Ravens um, and, and, you know, put uh, held the held the Chiefs in check there for a while, but uh, and obviously beat the Patriots. But really, uh, they need to start winning some games in the regular season. Tannehill with big money now, but I can appreciate that uh, that they have Fulton there. So Green Bay selects. Hey. Wow. My guy. 
I love AJ uh, Dillon. AJ Dillon. I don't think that's the right fit for Green Bay, though. Yeah, Jones is I just coming on. Like, what are these guys doing? Sorry, I love AJ Dillon. I love him, but th- this. What are you? What are? What are you doing, this Green is Bay? To me as well. We were talking about this, Blewett. You know, I know you're the BC guy, but AJ Dillon is an early down back, right? And we talk about how now teams are going with a two, maybe three running backs, and we were wondering what would be that team that still needs this piece of the puzzle, right? The in the in between the tackles back, but he goes to Green Bay. What do you think, Blewett, about your guy being now part of a committee with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams? I think uh, Jamal Williams better not better be renting, is what I think. Uh, <laughs> that's what I think. I actually like Jamal. I actually like Jamal Williams, but you don't draft AJ Dillon here to make him part of a three-headed monster. Aaron Jones has obviously put up a million touchdowns last year, and I think they're trying to define the roles perhaps a little bit more specifically. Uh, Dylan might be able to carry the ball more than they feel Jamal Williams can. I am surprised that this is the pick. They still don't have an offense. I've got to ask you, Cam, because the running back position was at 20 to 1 for the Green Bay Packers to select. Wide receiver was at 2 to 1. Wide receiver seemed like the smart choice here because Devontae Adams, for back to back seasons, has doubled all the other receivers in receptions in back to back years. Yeah, that's the thing. The best receivers are off the board. You couldn't take a. Here's one. What about Tyler Johnson from the University of Minnesota, a guy like him? Like, that kid is special, and he's underrated. What is Green Bay doing with A.J. Dillon? I can understand a team like Seattle maybe going after A.J. Dillon because Rashad Penny's always hurt, Carson's banged up. Even a team like the Bengals, because they're going to have problems with Joe Mixon there, there, Dane. I'm telling you, though, I asked you about it before with Detroit. I really believe a moral of the story here is the NFL is telling you it's now more than two running backs that are needed on a team. San Francisco is doing this. New England is doing this. I asked you about it with Detroit. We saw the Indianapolis Colts take a running back when they already have a couple. Green Bay is now doing it. We have Davis Maddock here as well, who we didn't get to talk to him about the Chiefs pick at the end of last night. But the Chiefs are doing it as well, going quantity, you know, in the running back room, something New England Patriots have done for a while. And, yep. they, you know, they add Edward Tolaire, you know, right after. But that's a perfect fit, game. Like, I understand where you're coming from. The Chiefs have the novelty winning the Super Bowl, and he's a perfect guy for their system. Green Bay has so many needs that you don't need to get A.J. Dillon in that spot. They already have the guys. Is that That's all I'm saying. The NFL is saying you need – that is a need until you have three running backs nowadays. I find stuff. the pick shocking. Good stuff, Cam. I'm a little surprised myself, but I appreciate it. We'll talk to you about again a little bit later in the night. We do bring in Davis Maddock. Haven't had a chance to talk to him uh, too much tonight. So, Davis, uh, Chiefs are on the clock here. I would love to get your thoughts, though, on A.J. Dillon. I'm a B.C. guy, so be be, uh, gentle with me. But I'm just surprised he went to Green Bay. I'm not stunned that he went in the second round. He's a really good running back. He's not a pass catcher, but uh, I honestly, I blame the BC offense for that more than anything else. Uh, we didn't think Zeke Elliott was a pass catcher for a while until Dallas started throwing it to him, but I'm just surprised that's the fit for him. We don't have audio here on audio just now. I got it. Sorry guys. There we Sorry go. about that. Uh, so I actually have, I have no issue with AJ Dillon as as a prospect at all. I, I think he is awesome. Uh, I think he is very athletic. Um, I think that, you know, learning how to catch the ball as a running back, probably if you're going to 
learn a skill. That's one of the easier ones to learn at the NFL level with NFL coaching. Uh, the issue the Packers have to have at this point is um, are they even going to be able to get Aaron Rodgers to report to the facility when <laughs> NFL players are allowed to come back to training camp? They they draft Jordan Love with a first round pick. They draft a third string running back with their second round pick. What is their what is their plan to get better? What is their uh, what is their plan to to score points? Uh, it, uh, it, it just, it remains unclear to me at this point. So, uh, not, uh, not a huge fan of the pick in terms of fit for the Green Bay Packers. Hey Davis, we talked about what the chiefs did last night going, running back They're up again here. You know, they, I, I have to believe they're, they're good on the offensive side of the ball at this point. So <laughs> the Kansas city chiefs in this pick number 63 overall, where do you see their preeminent need likely on the defensive side of the ball? There's still some guys in the secondary still available. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the chiefs are, uh, I think the chiefs are about to get lucky here, right? I, I think that they, uh, you know, overspend a little bit on, uh, you know, they overspend a little bit on, a running back, but there are a, there are a ton of good defensive players left for them. You know, Ashton Davis, the safety from uh, the University of California, he seems like probably the correct selection for them here. But there are a couple, you know, good cornerbacks left, and and I I think that whoever they select here on defense is is probably pretty likely to start for them on defense this year. The Chiefs also gave up the seventh most rushing yards per game at 128.2. When you hear that stat. What does it make you think that the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, can really be zoning in on here on defense? I know you said cornerback, but I'm looking to the run game here to try to defend better. Yeah, I mean, they uh, so if they did take a defensive tackle, you know, I, I can't say I can't say that we would be, you know, all that surprised either because they likely want to get rid of Chris Jones contract. Uh, you know, they, they are, they're just going to owe him. They're going to owe him a ton of money. They are going to owe a lot of players a ton of money. They have to give Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, at the end of this season, they're going to give him probably the biggest contract in NFL history. So they're looking for, they're looking for ways to clear the books. So, you know, defensive linemen, linebacker, not, uh, would not be mega surprising. The pick here, Davis is official. It's Willie Gay. So, um, they do like eight games last yeah. year. Yeah, um, you know, we're seeing some names travel down the board, and this is where things start to get a little funky, right? You start to see teams really hone in on what their specific preferences are. We see that with the Packers. It doesn't particularly make sense. We think there might be players uh, above Willie Gay on our mock draft boards, but uh, not for the Chiefs board. Uh, yeah, so Willie Gay, hyper-athletic guy from Mississippi State, you know, only 22 years old, ran a 4.4640 at 243 pounds, uh, had an agility score, super fast, put up 21 reps on the bench press. So, you know, if, if, we're, if we're trying to view this pick with a kind light, we say this guy very clearly, NFL athletic ability, uh, NFL speed, uh, NFL talent, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to have great opinions on a ton of second and third round middle linebackers. You know, I'm not going to not going to tell you guys I watched a ton of Willie Gay game <laughs> film. But um, uh, in terms of in terms of NFL athleticism, he has it in terms of positional need. Uh, yeah, as as Ariel mentioned, you know, they did have a really tough time uh, stopping the run last year. I would have I would have preferred a safety or cornerback here, but uh, not can't 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 really fault them for this selection. Davis, Willie Gay, one of the things that also happened with him is he missed eight games last year. Yeah. And this 
State for a violation of team rules. So, you know, when we talk about the Chiefs and having the ability almost to have a quote-unquote luxury pick, would it be more worth the gamble for a team like the Chiefs where, like you said, the athleticism, the twitchiness, that's all there. Maybe he falls down for off the field with character concerns. Are the Chiefs more likely to make that kind of pick than another team? Well, you know, I uh, I love I love my, uh, my my Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, they they are certainly willing to take risks on character guys. They just they 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 just you know it's one of those things they don't really care. And you can you know there's there's a lot of debate on good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But they they are willing to overlook that stuff to get more players that they think are talented on the roster. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that is true about the Chiefs. Hey, Davis, we're going to bring Scott Farrell in here because we got Cincinnati coming up, but I, I want to give you like 15 seconds. One pick that you, you liked or hated so far in the second round. We haven't talked to you much. Uh, one pick I loved, Chase Claypool to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I think boy. That answers, I, think that answers, uh, I think that answers a need for them. I think he is going to allow Smith-Schuster to be in single coverage a little bit more often, something he struggled with last year. Good stuff. We'll talk to you again a little bit later tonight. Uh, appreciate it. Find him on Twitter at Davis Maddock, uh, hosting uh, everything on sportsgrid.com, rotoexperts.com, and the SportsGrid Podcast Network. So appreciate it, Davis. Talk to you again soon. Uh, bringing back in Scott Farrell. Scotty, are you still in the afterglow of Chase Claypool or what? Listen, uh, I think, uh, uh, listen, I like his size. There's no uh, denying, uh, uh, you know, if I'm a Steeler fan uh, and, and I got a guy that big as a receiver, I'll take that every day, six ways till Sunday. But the thing is, I think, you know, for me, uh, I think that a lot of blame is going on the Steeler receivers uh, that they've, you know, had out there that they picked. Uh, that have underperformed, and we're not talking about how crappy their quarterbacks were. I have said this over and over. Uh, Mason Rudolph was a disaster, and Devlin Hodges, the Duck Dynasty. I went to see him play the Jets. I don't know if you were at that game. Dave I think and I were there together. Hey, you guys are there. That was worst performance I've ever seen from a pro football team in a half. They had two first downs. They threw a Hail Mary right before the half that scored a touchdown. Otherwise, they would have never scored in the game. Hodges is terrible. My daughter throws it better, way better. She can throw a Nerf football further than Devlin Hodges. And you blame these receivers for all the problems. It's one thing to be a bad receiver. It's another thing to have two lousy quarterbacks that can't throw the football throwing to you all day, and they take all the blame. And now, I guarantee Roethlisberger will hit Claypool. He's 6'5", for Christ's sakes. Yeah, so one thing I would say, not only was that a bad performance by the Steelers, it was the worst NFL game I watched all year, and I was I I at it. I paid $100 to be at that game. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. Look, I, I didn't say one other thing earlier. Uh, I love the Delpit pick that Cleveland had. Uh, this guy uh, is a Thorpe winner. And, you know, he had some injuries, whatever. But I think the LSU players, I think I did on the live chat, they're raking in this draft. The SEC, same thing, but really LSU players are standing out. Right after Claypool got drafted, uh, the guy that I wanted, Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Utah, went. And then right after him, Diggs, the corner out of Alabama. And then I thought the, um, you know, the pick for Dobbins that uh, the, the Ravens, I didn't get a chance to talk about him. I like that pick as well. 
I thought that that guy was an absolute freak on the football field for Ohio State. He is an absolute game breaker. And I think he's going to be a hoss in Baltimore. They're going to love him. I think uh, Sneaky kind of, they've had a really nice draft of Ravens uh, so far. I've, I've been very impressed. But I got to tell you, um, I don't uh, agree with the break here. We'll, we'll take you on the other side. We'll keep you through the break so you can talk about Cincinnati on the other side. So we'll come back with Sports Grid Draft Special on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. As well. we had a couple of picks happen, uh, sort of right into and out of the break. Jeremy Chin, the safety uh, from Southern Illinois, goes with the final pick of the sec uh, to the Carolina Panthers, and then we open it up with the Cincinnati Bengals. And Scott, it's Logan Wilson, linebacker, Wyoming, six two two forty one. Uh, he put up some big numbers. So Cincinnati, like we talked about, they had to keep restocking. All they really had was uh, the quarterback, which they drafted yesterday, uh, a running back, a couple of wide receivers. Everything else was up for grabs, and linebackers certainly in need there, too. Listen, uh, much like the gay pick before at the end of the second round, that's a speed pick. I think Dane knows that. You know that blue and aerial. I think uh, that this is a guy that shot up. 
uh, it, after the combine with great numbers. These NFL guys have always, in, in my entire life, I've been watching this stuff for a long time. And the one thing that always sells is speed. And the same thing goes for Logan Wilson, a three-time captain there. He's picked off a slew of passes, double-digit passes in his career in Laramie. He's fast. He hits. He's got great hands, great eye, uh, quarterback vision. He reads plays and picks off passes and for a white boy he hauls ass and i think 62240 i like his game no one cares about cowboy football out in the mountains but i've watched this kid play football before dane and he can pick off passes he's a playmaker with his hands good eye hand vision i'll give you that and i like the pick as well but you and i have both said it i don't give a damn who they have on the outside or who their new rookie quarterback is if this kid cannot stay upright the Bengals gave up 48 sacks last year and now this is the third time where they pass up the opportunity to get an offensive lineman what happens if they can't move the ball down the field because the kid can't stay upright well, I think there's no arguing that. And I think that he's going to, as we've said many times the last two nights, he's going to learn on the job, learn on the fly. He's going to learn the hard way. It's called pain day for a reason. Uh, nevertheless, we got to live with what they've done. And it is what it is. And I like the kid out of Laramie. I think he can play football. Remember, he's a leader. They loved him. He was a captain, like I said, multiple times. And so he's proved that his teammates love him. They believe in him. He knows how to talk football. They respect him in the huddle. As an inside linebacker, I think he can play more than that position as well. I think he'll make some big plays in the Queen City. Over 100 tackles and back-to-back -back seasons for Wilson, yet the Cincinnati Bengals gave up the most rushing yards in the NFL last year, 148.9 yards per game. How do you see Cincinnati closing those gaps? Well, with him, for one, he makes a lot of tackles. I think they're obviously concerned about the interior, like Dane said, on both sides of the ball. They have problems up the gut, in the trenches. That's where men are made in the NFL. And I think this is a guy that knows how to snuff the run, deflect passes, pick off passes, and, and try to go hizzy. I mean, I, you know, I don't mind the pick at all. I think they've made a lot of progress in these last two nights for a loser franchise. You talk about franchises that don't get it done. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Now, I like what the Bills are doing. They're a great team, great coach. I like what they're doing in the front office. I like a, that defense. I think it's one of the best in the NFL. But they haven't won a playoff game since uh, Jesus came out of the tomb. The... The the one thing I would say going into this week, the Bengals or the Jaguars had the worst roster top to bottom. And I would say the Bengals are out of the cellar. I think they've added a couple of pieces here that are going to help. There's still a long way to go. Uh, as far as the offensive line is concerned, we've seen them draft guys in the first round, the previous two seasons, Brian Price and Jonah Williams. So hopefully that helps Joe Burrow. But uh, I can appreciate what you're saying, Scott. They're still, uh, they still have a lot more pieces to they're go. Still, they're still a last place team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So uh, good stuff. We'll come back. We got uh, Kevin Walsh coming in for the uh, NFC East. Thanks, get Scott. On we'll talk again get on that live chat, Freak. Come on, Ariel. You and all your Raven fans, get on that live chat. So uh, Kevin Walsh it. is in uh, at the Kevin Walsh. Antonio Gibson, <laughs> the running back from University of Memphis, is the pick right here. Yeah. So 
so much for the Washington running back committee, whether it's Peterson, whether it's uh, whoever has been there in years past. Just throw another log on the fire. Bryce Love, whomever you want to throw on the fire, Kev. Well, the interesting, actually, thing about Gibson is some people think he might be a wide receiver in the league. And that type of versatility, to me, makes this a really, really nice pick for Washington. It's been a while since we spoke about uh, this team. They had the second overall pick. They had not picked all the way until now. And at two, we talked about it, right, Uh, how they need a lot of talent in a lot of places. So to take Gibson, who could certainly take for snaps for them at running back, but also line up all over the field as a wide receiver makes me really like this pick for Washington. Yeah. Six feet, two twenty-eight, And uh, as Kevin said, I think he only touched the ball 60 or 70 times last year. So uh, certainly you could slide in there. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to say exactly that, this versatility, the idea. First of all, you're talking about another log on the fire. It's, again, people adding, you know, other weapons to the stable, filling different roles. But, Kevin, what do you think he will be in Washington? Will he be in the backfield? Will he be on the slot? Do you think he'll touch it from the outside? What do you think they will use him as in Washington? I think a slot slot wide receiver probably makes the most sense. If if you were to evaluate him strictly as a running back, his best trait is as a pass catcher. So potentially he could contribute in that role as well. And we know how popular running back by the committee uh, is. So him getting a couple snaps there makes some sense to them. But this team is very, very much so in need of more wide receiver talent. So to bring him in and uh, add that versatility is a move that I certainly like. Mentioning that with Terry McLaurin, the breakout wide receiver for the Redskins last year, leading the way with 919 receiving yards. You're talking about a receiver in Gibson who had seven receiving touchdowns for over 40 yards. It looks like he could find the end zone from anywhere from the field, which Washington's going to really need. However, who is he going to match up best with that quarterback? Well, that's really the thing, right? And I think one of the trends I feel like we are seeing in this draft Uh, are these teams with young quarterbacks prioritizing talent to make sure they can find if, you know, that they're getting the best out of those guys. Denver did it right with taking Judy uh, and then another receiver. Uh, So uh, the Jets obviously being able to get Mims in the spot that they did, and I think that's what we're seeing from Washington here. Gibson can come in and help them figure out whether Haskins is the guy or isn't. Your timing is immaculate tonight. Julian Okwara just got drafted by the Lions. Yet another Notre Dame player uh, comes off the board. So uh, since you're a big ND guy, tell me a little bit about Okwara. It's not your division technically, but let's let's hear about it. Well, I I think he's really, really good. I I think that Notre Dame actually quietly had a pretty good draft class that they were going to be putting uh, into this year's draft. And you can see it right now as they're showing the highlights, just the ability to stop on a dime and make that kind of play that they just showed there, come off the edge on block, stop, bat the pass, pick the pass. He's a real special, special athlete. I'll just say you talk about timing. I did miss out being on here for when the Eagles took Jalen Hurts. And for um, censorship purposes, it was probably for the best. Yeah. So let's let's go back to that. That's your division. You are an Eagles fan. So, um Look, it's not a it's not a vote of confidence for Carson Wentz. He is hurt all the time, so right. this is somebody that could. I don't You've know, got yourself a playoff a quarterback. Yeah, I guess right because <laughs> someone else is going to have to play the, the the playoff games. It's frustrating, 
because there was talent like Christian Fulton on the board there at a position of need, a guy who I think his fall was completely ridiculous. When it, Kevin, you, they signed like, five exactly. defensive backs this offseason. Yeah, but you said it yourself. They're going to cut him. And, I mean, you know how bad. Mike, <laughs> they're going to cut the other guys. No, I know. This is the thing, Mike. I've known you a long time. Since I've known you, I've always been complaining about their secondary. I know they it got very play, but they, they, they could use to, to get more guys at that position. The one thing I will say is because you're probably not going to find anybody saying real positive things about this move. If, if you were to try to make the case forward, it's a matter of philosophy to me where this is a league that everybody acknowledges quarterback is the most important position in the league, and it's not even close. But for some reason, we never, ever value the backup quarterback position. We just accept it. If your top guy goes down, you're lost. As Philly knows, and all Eagles fans know, their top guy went down, who was a MVP candidate at the time that he went down, probably in the lead. They still won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So Philly being able to move on from Josh McCown to make sure that their, their backup quarter uh, back situation is locked in is one that I can understand. And as much as to me, the Wentz injury history is somewhat not talked about appropriately because it's more freak injuries than a reoccurring thing. Uh, it's not like your Derek Rose type of situation, but nevertheless, he has now consecutive seasons finished the year uh, on the IR. So him being able to come in, and you know, if, uh, things go wrong with Wentz, step up, then that works for me. Although I personally hope I never see Jalen Hurts start a game for the Eagles. Uh, fair point. So, all right, well, sorry to bring you in and out of here quickly, but we got a few guys lined up and the Jets just selected as well. We'll talk to you again soon. So, Dane, sure. uh, we got Jets pick Ashton Davis, yep. uh, the uh, defensive back out of University Cal. of Cal Berkeley. Yep. And we got Gabe here as well. So, uh, Gabe, I'll let you, uh, Dane, I'll let you comment on it first. It's your team, and then we'll have Gabe comment as well. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the pick. I kind of like it. Um, I thought they were going to go cornerback as opposed to safety. Play speed. Had a good 40 time. So everything you read about Davis is that he is quick to the ball and can be explosive. And in this day and age against the passing game, you can try him out at corner because of that speed. But that was the asset that brought him to the Jets in this third round. Gabe, uh, your comments on Ashton Davis here for the Jets. A little bit of a surprise, uh, to be honest. I guess the writing is on the wall uh, right now as far as uh, Jamal Adams uh, is concerned. As Dane uh, mentioned, the kid is freakish fast. Uh, another multi-sport uh, athlete, played baseball, was a center fielder uh, before. Uh, but to me, the Jets had uh, bigger needs uh, right now. I guess they just figured he was such a good athlete uh, that they wanted to take him. Yeah. But it's the same point in time, their offensive line could have used some help. Um, to me, I don't know. To me, the theme right now is Zach Bond falling as much as he has. We're talking about a freakish athlete, 13 sacks, and get after the quarterbacks, played against elite competition. I'm really surprised. You look at Greg Williams, he likes, like, nasty uh, guys. Uh, you're getting a Southern California sort of track star uh, now uh, coming to, uh, to the Meadowlands. Uh, surprised me a little bit. Uh, to be honest, we've seen we've seen this. Seems like teams are really building. Listen, the Jets, they're not in win now uh, mentality, uh, but I would say the writing is on the wall for Jamal Adams. You know, listen, they need to they need to get to the quarterback. They really haven't. I mean, it used to be the New York sack exchange, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, those days were a long time ago. But when was the last time the Jets really had someone who was like, man, 
This kid's killing people. He's it was getting Dominic to the QB. Abraham, the first time, the last time they had him, and that's when they drafted him in the first round back in the day. I think this guy profiles as I think a you and I had hair that day. I know it's possible. <laughs> I also thought you guys had the Notre Dame edge rusher going, and when you went to Kevin Walsh, yes, you know it's funny. I, I was thinking him. There was also a guy out of Florida, Zuniga, who I think is interesting. And Gabe, here's the thing. The Jets now, because of their trade in the second round, and this was the trade for Leonard Williams, the Jets had three third-round yeah. picks. That was just the first one. I think that one, well, you know, Ashton becomes a nickel corner for the Jets, not necessarily a safety. I would bet my bottom dollar that before we leave air tonight with one of these two picks the Jets will make, it will be an edge rusher. I can't, I can't disagree uh, with that. And the way things going, Zach Bond will probably be there still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that diluted yeah. sample. I want you have to wonder if that diluted sample that he had during the uh, during the draft process during the combine is impacting it. I, I would suggest uh, it probably is. Gabe, we're gonna you're gonna be busy tonight. Jets with several more picks. We're gonna bring you back in a little bit later. We got Craig Mish uh, coming up here to talk Dolphins. So thanks, Gabe, and we'll talk to you again soon uh the most recent pick off the board was seattle seahawks pick up damian lewis out of lsu another lsu player the guard uh, out of lsu the eighth lsu player off the board in this draft through just 69 picks eight of those players are from lsu and we got craig mish here miami dolphins on the clock craig what do you got for us well, look, at this point, they can go a number of different directions. The unfortunate part for Miami is while they did really well, I think, at the top of the first round, when you look back at it now, if they had to do it all over again, I think they probably would have been better suited to get one of those top five running backs that have already been off the board. Um, I was surprised that Dylan went to Green Bay. I thought maybe that would be an option for them at this point. Honestly, Mike, you know, outside of maybe Zach Moss, I think the Dolphins are probably going to have to roll with Jordan Howard as their starter no matter what going into 2020. But potentially they'll get another running back at some point. Maybe it's here or maybe it's down the line. I know they like Edge Rusher from Florida, uh, Jonathan Greenard. That could be a potential pick here. And uh, I'll pick up my phone now as we're talking here and refresh. That's all right, man. Give the Address it in the draft. Have you been hearing of any, you know, free agent potential running backs that could be in the mix if they were running back during the draft? Like it seems like they either are or are not trying necessarily. Could they well, go the free agency route? Well, they definitely were trying, Dan. I mean, they they wanted Dobbins for sure before the Ravens the Ravens sniped them. Um, so I mean, I was you know already here to talk to you guys about them getting Dobbins, and I think that that shocked them. And I think that we were all surprised that Acres went. A little bit ahead of Dobbins in the draft, too. So, I mean, your point is well taken. I think certainly they could go the free agent market. The other thing that they could do is they could get into the fourth or fifth round and take a deep breath and say, we'll pay Leonard Fournette $4 million next year. Read my send, mind. Send That's over. I, I mean, going to say. I mean, they yeah. could do that, but do you do that on a team that's that's a six-win team or a seven-win team? I think you do that if you're a 10-win team, maybe. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Yeah, good stuff. I think you're a good point. You got Zach Moss, LaMichael P. Ryan, uh, some of the names at the running back position that we could be seeing there. So, um, again, uh, Craig, you've been you've talked about it. We've all talked about it here. There's still a lot of building blocks that need to happen for sure. this team. So you can't say a any particular pick is wrong when you're selecting 14 guys. Mike, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You start the season 0 and 7, 0 and 8 last year. Come on. I mean, yeah, they, they right. need everything. It's all relative. Right. 
Cool. Well, uh, thanks, Craig. Uh, we'll we'll see if you're back uh, here with us uh, for the pick in hour number four of our coverage on the Sports Grid Draft Special. We'll be back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.